Hey, it's Craig from Revolution Radio. This is just a reminder. Can you hit that subscribe button? That way you never miss a new episode of Canadian AF. And now, Revolution Radio and Canadian AF are proud to announce we are the newest members of a collective of some of the planet's greatest content creators on the new Cryer Media family. You can check out all the goodies that Cryer Media has to offer, including this podcast, at Cryer.co. Once again, that's C-R-I-E-R dot C-O. Thanks so much for listening to Revolution Radio, and enjoy this podcast. All right. Well, our guests have arrived and let's see if hello Uh, can you hear us connecting to audio hey how you doing i'm all right can can you hear us okay i apologize no that's okay it's fine honestly no worries all right we had other stuff to do anyway so yeah all righty dimitri okay so uh two weeks ago two weeks ago this very night um Jasmine, who, Jasmine Collette, or also known as also known as Badlands Jazz mm. from uh, from the band Blue Moon Marquee, uh, along with her partner Alexander Wesley Cardinal, uh, they they cleaned up at the Maple Blues Awards at the Harborfront Center Theater in Toronto, Fantastic. and uh, four awards. Uh, it was kind of amazing because like because like. In the latter half of the show, it seems like they won like three awards in a row. <laughs> like they just kept getting called out to the podium to accept this award and, then they, <laughs> and this award, and then the, and like and it's so like it was just like a wave. And it just seems to me like it just seemed like I was backstage, and it just seems to me that uh, watching from backstage it just seems like the love kept increasing with every award that they got. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jess, if you felt that way, but <laughs> um. Oh, it just, it kind of just never left. I don't know if it, <laughs> it, it, or maybe it did. It was very sweet because the whole backstage crew, uh, every time we'd come, <laughs> uh, they, they would all, they were, they were just so genuinely excited and supportive. Mm, yeah. It, it was just very, very sweet. Oh, I remember like, um, the host of the, the host of the Maple Blues Awards was Keisha Went. And she was just in love with you guys, you know. She's just like she, she was like she was dancing backstage every time you every time you won and everything. So it was like it was a re- it was a really sweet night. So and it was like wonderful to see like the like I don't know if you normally feel that the blues community has each other's backs that way, you know. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. I mean, off the record, is this all on the record? Is this live? This is, is this live. It's, it, this is live. This is live. <laughs> and it's going to be a podcast too, just so you know. So, <laughs> but people love honesty, Jazz. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, for a long time, and it's not like we really, it's not like we really had our hearts set. Like we weren't like, that wasn't the goal to get awards, you know, ever with, with playing music and writing music, but. I will say that for a long time, we kind of felt like the outside kids in a bunch of different genres, not just the blues world. And I and I hear that. Yeah. But the jazz world, the folk world, we were kind of, you know, two blues for the jazz kids, two jazz for the blues kids, yada, yada, yada. And whatever. And, um, you know, there were some years that maybe we felt if we reached out to certain 
societies, I don't need to get specific, but on tour, you know, you reach out to people and they kind of give you the cold shoulder or just don't return your calls for a long time. And that's just, I don't know. I just thought that was just the kind of, kind of the way it is. And you can't always be everybody's cup of tea, but um, it was the thing that the, the best thing about these awards is that they predominantly came from the fans mm-hmm. and it was fan nice. voting. And that, that really, really meant a lot because it wasn't like a group of gatekeepers or, you know, a couple, you know, people in a room somewhere, but it was a lot of the fans and that, that just felt very, very special. Well, we, I think we have to, uh, I think we have to give our audience a taste of what you're about. Yeah. Um, so this is the, this is the song that you and AW performed two weeks ago. Um, why, and it's from 2019 from, from, uh, your album, uh, Square Knuckles and Braun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why did you pick a, why did you pick a 2019 song to perform at the, at the Maple Blues Awards? Yeah, I thought we had talked about it for a bit and that was more my idea. Um, I just felt that number one, it's a, it's a really important song for me lyrically and and just the theme of it and the story of it. And I wanted p- to encourage people to look deeper into it. Um, and also a lot of people out there have not even seen us play ever. Like it was mm-hmm. the first time performing for a lot of people. And when you have, you know, five albums worth of material, even though a song's a couple years old, like, yeah, I know the obvious move would have been to play a song off the new album, but I thought, people have been that album's been getting so much play and that there's been so much focus on that. Let's play something from a little bit ago and maybe perk up ears and go, Oh yeah, these guys have four other. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So this is that song. Um, So off of the album from 2019, bare knuckles and brawn, this song sung by AW Cardinal. So this is what they performed two weeks ago at the Maple blues awards. This is, Big Black Mamba by Blue Moon Marquee on Canadian as Fuck on Revolution Radio.
That was so freaking cool. Okay. So playing all of these instruments all essentially all at once, basically, I guess completely done out of necessity, right? Um, I mean, originally, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Now, okay, so just, I, I always have to ask um, musicians, singers, songwriters, um, some of your earliest influences. So for both of you, for you and Al, who were some of your earliest influences? Yeah, I mean, just with 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 any any genre of music let me ask you this okay let's start with this you being mm -hmm. a bass player who are some of your mm -hmm. earliest influences as a bassist oh yeah so i mean i started so i started out on electric bass mm -hmm. and and both al and i started out playing uh punk we have we have roots in punk and metal and rock and roll you music. would never guess yeah that's <laughs> would amazing never guess yeah <laughs> Quite the flip, of the, quite the flip of the coin for what you guys do these days. Yeah, that's awesome. But I yeah. love, like, I love that you draw influences from all over the place, though. You know, we really do, and we both, and and to be clear, we both uh, have had an, an earlier before we were that doing that in in teen, in our teenage years. We both had a love for the early blues, you know, music. But that's just not, especially being in Central Alberta, you know. <laughs> When mm -hmm. you're uh, hanging out with your friends and you're, you know, into skateboarding and stuff, you, that's like, we played the kind of music that was around and we were all very much into that, of course. And, um, yeah, some of the bass players I loved, um, well, let me think some of those early ones in the punk days. I mean, the bands I listened to were again, all over the place as far as punk and metal, like Lemmy, I always thought Motorhead was so cool and oh, how he yeah. sang and played bass that was that was like a big i thought wow like a trio for a mm -hmm. band to be a trio and be that powerful like that was really mm -hmm. something to me um yeah but as far as like uh my my very earliest influence that i fell deeply in love with i was pretty obsessed with music from a very young age and when i was four years yeah. old uh, I asked my dad to get me a Ray Charles tape and I was uh, absolutely enamored with that tape. Ray Charles was probably my, just my first deepest love. And um, Al, I know one of Al's, Al saw um, Tim Williams. If any of you guys know Tim Williams, uh, guitar player based out of, out of Alberta now. Amazing. Okay. He's been nominated a couple times as well, but he saw him play and was very inspired by him. You know, Al being a young kid out of Rocky Mountain House, Alberta, and then he went and got some blues records. I know Blind Willie Johnson, okay, was one of his earliest influences and first loves. Yeah, going way back. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's interesting. I mean, as far as like, yeah, I, I always find it interesting how. Listening to your music, like I've been listening to your stuff recently now for the last week, and it's just, it, it's incredible how some, now these influences that you're talking about, things like Motorhead and stuff like that, you know, it's interesting how these things can slowly, just slightly, <laughs> just kind of just drop into your music, just a, just a little, you know, a little bit here, a little smidge there and that kind of thing. But it's, these influences are definitely noticeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think like I hear I hear like a really old style, but there's like an there's a modern attitude that you approach it with. So so that's what I think makes your makes Blue Moon Marquis so cool, you yeah. know? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think, you know, that 
what we both take from our early years playing punk and metal. And I think whatever, well, most people get from that music is the energy, mm -hmm. the energy yeah. of that music and the rawness and the just immediacy of it mm -hmm. uh, is just so palpable and so powerful. You know, there's no, you're not hiding anywhere. There's no fluff. It's just all right there. And I, I, I know we both always love that. And like listening to a guy like Charlie Patton, who I think is like the first punk rocker. I mean, that guy just, okay. Like, I think he's, I think he's just so, uh, oh, he just blows me away with his power and his gusto and panache. And yeah, so it can go all the way, all the way back to Charlie. Really? Nice. I'm a gear fanatic. So I do have a question for you on in, in okay, regards to that, if you don't mind. Oh, what's your sure. What's your favorite bass to play? My favorite bass to play? Mm -hmm. hmm. Do you have well, like a favorite that, that you own? or? That you yeah. I recently got, for a long time, I was playing just a, a 60s Czech plywood bass that I had a luthier altar for me so I could take the neck off and fly with it. And oh. it, she, was just, she was kind of a workhorse, and that's the only bass I had. But to record this last album... I found a, a, we think it's 1944 or 45 uh, German upright bass, which is very beautiful. And it's definitely. Wow. What about for an electric bass? Um, for an electric bass, I just have one these days. There was a time when I had four, I think was the most I had. Nice. <laughs> I, have, um, <laughs> I actually have the Getty Lee signature. Oh, the, the Fender Jazz. Nice. Good for you. Oh, you know <laughs> that's a solid, solid bass. Good for you. Yeah. My dad, yeah. my dad had a Fender uh, American Standard Jazz bass for years. Unfortunately, he sold it. And I was like, oh, why did you, why didn't you sell it to me? But anyway, um, no, you that's play yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'm actually a drummer is, is what I, what I actually, my drums are actually right behind me, but, um, okay. yeah, I, I dabble in bass a little. I play a little. I lo I just love it. I just, I'm a musician. So, you know, and so is Dimitri. Yeah. Dimitri plays accordion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Accordion. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Picked yeah. It up as a, picked it up as a kid. Have a, awesome. was really good. Was really good when I was a teenager. And then, oh. like, I have like a whole bunch of trophies for my accordion playing, but then I got into a rut, so like left it behind for a long time. But then picked it up and picked it up more when when I was an adult and like when I was trying to be comedic with it, you know. But like, like Weird okay. Al comedic or no, 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 more like work it into a sketch comedic. Oh, know? okay, all right, cool. You know, cool. But cool. so anyway, I, I, so like, yeah, I'm not as good as I was when I was a teen, but I'm all right. Well, one um, thing I was going to say quickly, Dimitri, before we move on here, I'm actually starting to put together a cover band. I've actually found all the musicians that I've got. One of the songs that we're going to be doing is Katie Lang's Constant Craving. You have Ooh. to play. You have to play the accordion part in that for us, just so you know. So OK, get, so get ready. <laughs> all right. Now, sorry, Jasmine Jazz. Wants sorry, in. Jazz. <laughs> Jazz wants in. Yeah, okay. that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's right. We're going to take oh, Blue Moon Market. We'll open for Blue Moon Marquee. <laughs> um oh yeah so before i ask you what your what if you have like concert dates coming up mm -hmm. um i just i um so al al is metis and cree mm -hmm. um has has i don't know if you i don't know if you talk with him a lot about about like 
the influence of his Métis and Cree heritage on on his approach to music. Like mm -hmm. if you or if you hear anything like when in, of that when when he makes music. Yeah, absolutely. He's he he's very inspired by, you know, the stories and and the legends and the um the, I mean different different characters and people through the ages, you know, stories of them. Like Al's great 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 grandfather is uh uh I actually have a picture of him right here. This is Gabrielle Dumont. Oh okay. wow. Who is who is Louis Riel's right hand man? He Are you for real? Yeah, I don't know if you've if you remember learning like a lot of people. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. A very a very famous uh holy shit scout, uh known for his mark marksmanship and yeah. his he spoke uh six or seven languages and was just you know an expert bush bushman and yeah, so I mean Holy that's, crap. that's his lineage and and also his um his great grandfather on the other side uh his name was romeo and he was like seven feet tall this giant woodland cree man so he's yeah <laughs> oh wow. yeah he, he's definitely draws a seven lot feet well he's tall himself i remember i remember seeing him backstage you know <laughs> so he's really tall that's greg awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. There's been the, then, great, um, the great picture of the two of you standing in front of your motorbikes, where you've got your yeah. arms around each other. I I love that picture. It's great. And Al Al actually uh, designs and and builds vintage motorcycles. He built both those bikes. Yeah. Now now you got and you took up gardening big time. So yeah, I've always been a gardener, but I never. I I uh, never had time to do it, you know, for many years. But so the pandemic, came. but the mm -hmm. pandemic, like you took up, like did did Al get more into motorcycle repair and redesign than than he ever had before? Was this a pandemic thing? Yeah, I mean, he was always he kind of grew up in a garage next to his his pops, and his dad um, was always working on bikes. And there's actually a photo of Al. Um, he's he's a baby and he's crawling on a on a 70s triumph in their kitchen his dad has the bike in the kitchen in the winter <laughs> in Fabulous. The kitchen. you can actually see he burned rubber there's a strip on the kitchen floor where he <laughs> <laughs> which is so redneck it's hilarious yeah but... <laughs> that is yeah yeah <laughs> but there's we gotta, a photo we gotta take the bike in <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but yeah he he was always you know working on but he again yeah he never really had that much time uh before but yeah oh yeah he was getting into it but definitely with the pandemic he was able to you know he built a garage and uh got into it quite a bit more is that getting in the way is the is the garage like becoming like a success in in your little in your little town you know I I'm certain it could be if he actually tried or wanted it to, but it, right now he's 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 not really trying to make a business out of it. He's not you know handing out business cards or trying to you know get mm -hmm. work. Really, he's mostly doing it uh, for himself. He has he has sold a bike, and he that's the plan is to buy um, sort of abandoned you know builds that 
guys uh yeah le- had to let go of because their wife's like get that thing out of the garage <laughs> 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 or whatever you know finding just mm-hmm. old pieces but he's he's just he makes them into these absolutely beautiful is this very very impressive the one he's working on now is for me okay. and uh, good for you it's really yeah it's really gorgeous you, so, go ahead are, are you both adrenaline junkies in that way adrenaline junkies i don't know like give me a straightaway and i like to open it up for sure okay. I'm, not, I'm not like gotta go fast all the time like i like my speed but i don't know i used to be a little more wild with that but i'm a little careful now i've had some some pretty major injuries in my life and i've spent my time in the hospital so mm. i know how important these are and i'm i'm yeah. not oh, god yeah god yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, Okay, so any live Lou shows coming up? Yeah, like yeah, any live Lou shows Marquis. coming up. Where can people find you? Yeah, we have a ton of live shows coming up. We're actually we're booking at this point. We're booking into November. Um, oh wow! We have dates up on the website, but we're going to be putting up up a bunch right away here. We're we leave in two weeks for a six week tour in Australia. Oh, oh wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and then we come back. We have a sold out show this coming weekend, which is going to be kind of our, our send off show. And then we come back for a bit, but then we're down to uh, New Orleans and Memphis where we're nominated for an American Blues Music Award. So we're going to the ceremonies in, in Memphis and we'll be down there for a bit. And then we're playing, then we're going back to Europe and we'll be in Europe for about a month. And then we're playing, uh, Montreal Jazz Festival, Rochester Jazz Festival, Toronto Jazz Festival, uh, Ottawa, and uh, a bunch of other dates around here. So, yeah, we're going to have the website updated in the next couple weeks here. And where is the send-off show? That's at uh, the Osborne Bay Pub, which is in the Cowichan Valley, close to where we live. And uh, yeah, we we were excited to hear that sold out really quickly. So that's great. And that's that so sounds good. like a that sounds like a like just the name of the place and everything. It sounds like it's going to be a great venue. You know, a it great is a night. Great venue. It's a fantastic yeah. venue. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Backlands and Jazz. Honestly, and can and congratulations on everything. Like the, the two of you, it's so well deserved. It really, truly is. We adore you guys, and just you're like you're absolute trailblazers. We love what you're doing. So keep it up and just so you know revolution radio like the double r's behind me we are actually an online radio station we broadcast 24 7 365 when my computer doesn't crash uh (laughs) so i'm literally in the process of re-inputting eight thousand songs into a library so it's taking me a little bit of time uh but we've got blue moon marquee uh on the uh the playlist now so we just uh we've added you guys right on yeah thank you so oh Um, our, our pleasure thank you so um let me just uh let me just get you to say a few things about your latest albums uh scream holler and howl before we before we let you go away we're gonna play come on down from that album and uh and uh so yeah just tell us a little bit about about how you approached the this new album that came out last year well we started writing it uh we wrote it over the the pandemic and it was uh very exciting for us because we've always just uh, self-produced all our albums and and worked co-produced with a friend of ours who's also 
uh, done the engineering and mixing for our last few albums, Eric Nielsen, who's a Vancouver, local Vancouver musician. But uh, we had been talking with Holger, Holger Peterson, who had interviewed us um, on Saturday Night Blues a few times. And we were talking candidly and thinking about somebody who could possibly come on and work with us as a co-producer just to, you know, just get some different vibes in the room. And Duke's name came up. And none of us can really remember who the first one was to to suggest Duke, but his name came up and we thought, oh yeah. And Al Al had been taking some online lessons. He has a he has lessons called Sonic Junction that you can, you know, order up. And and uh we thought, yeah, that'd be cool. And so Holger said, oh, I'll reach out to him. I'll send him some of your stuff and see what he thinks. And he was totally into it, which was, you know, we were thrilled, surprised and thrilled that. You know, two kids from Alberta, this giant in the, you know, in the yeah. industry would be into coming to play with us, but he was, and he did. So that was, that was new and exciting. And, uh, he came on to co-produce. We kind of, we had this agreement that, you know, we didn't really like the idea of putting our songs totally in somebody's hands. And he didn't really, he liked the idea of just being a, you know, he didn't nice. have the pressure. He didn't have that weight on him. He could just come play on tunes, give us ideas. We, you know, we'd bounce, bounce ideas off him and, you know, bring, bring a good vibe into the room. So, so that was the first time that we've ever had, uh, experienced anything like that. And it was, uh, it was amazing. It, we got along so well, very quickly. And we recorded the album really quickly too. We were pretty much done recording everything in, in, in like six days. Wow. Live off the floor to what? Play. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Very. Yeah. I'm so just going like... I'm just going through my head and with the record. <laughs> that is properly fast. It was really like far. that's I mean, really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it, a lot of it was we had uh, a few people come in to the most of it was all live, like the core group, and yeah. then uh horns a few of the horns came in later and then uh a lot of it was mixing and yeah but you just basically did everything live off the floor pretty much then if that's the case yeah yeah oh my god that's fantastic yeah wow that no honestly like i've been listening to it like i said for the last week now that makes it even more special well that's what happens right well that's what happens when the juices start really flowing that's it everything Yeah, yeah so and also when you can't afford to be in a studio for months. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The clock's ticking. Like we've got the clock's ticking. Let's yeah. go. Go. One, two, three, four. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's great. I, I think that I think most I think most fans of the album like don't want more, don't want more sheen on the album or anything like that. They yeah. like it, they like it the the way that it is. And oh, I do fabulous. too. Yeah. But um but anyway, so thank you so much. Thank you. Backlands thank you, Jazz thank you. for joining us. Jasmine Collette from Blue Moon Marquee. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to let her go with the song okay. that she sang on Scream, Holler, and Hell on Canadian as Fuck. This is Blue Moon Marquee with Come On Down. Thanks so much. On Jay. Revolution Radio. Honestly, thank you so much, Jazz. We appreciate it. Have a, great, have a great night. Take care. We'll see, we'll see you in Toronto for the uh, Toronto Jazz Fest. <laughs> All right. All right. Good night. Ciao.
and out We're gonna shake it around How like hounds we come on down Shake it, shake it around How like hounds when you come on down Ooh, wanna hear that sound You got me all wound Oh, baby, come on down We'll shake it around Hey, we move that thing You make it so We're gonna knock it around It's our glory bound Put in the ground mm -hmm, I hear that sound I wanna bring it down Let's get out of town I love you by the pound When you move that thing You make it so easy Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617. 
the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.